Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Hello and welcome back to The Greatest Rivalry, a podcast series brought to you by Wisden. I'm Nick Eshrugani. And I'm Ardiv Nawaz, and this is a journey through the decades looking at sport's biggest rivalry between India and Pakistan on a cricket field. And we're here in association with a great new product that's all set to revolutionise cricket coaching. It's called BatSense, and it's available at kpsmartsports.com. It's a small gadget that you can fit onto the back of your bat handle, and it connects wirelessly to your smartphone. It then tracks your batting technique, telling you where you could improve. It only weighs 25 grams, and it has a battery life of six hours, so more than enough for any young club cricketers. And you can get yours now for just £97 plus postage. Just head to kpsmartsports.com to order yours now. And while you're there, you can check out their range of replica kits. Yeah, talking of replica kits, Atif, uh, what is your favourite Pakistan one-day kit of all time? There's so many amazing Pakistan one-day kits that I've loved over the years. I I find it difficult to pick just one, but if I had to just zero in on one, it would probably be the 1999 World Cup kit. I know a lot of people a lot of people go for that 92 kit because of the nostalgia and winning the World Cup, but I I really like that 99 World Cup kit. Uh, you know, I have all these visual memories of uh, Shoaib Akhtar running in, and you know the shirt just kind of flowing, and it was slightly oversized and had that beautiful crescent and star thing design going on in the front. I always thought that was a very aesthetic kit one of the best ones they came up with so 99 for me what about you what's your favorite india kit yeah i mean when, when i first saw that 99 pakistan kit i did think it was like some sort of high-vis clothing for, <laughs> for stewards or something like that but then it kind of grew on me it was uh it's, it's it's become an iconic kit hasn't it i mean it's not the traditional green of pakistan um very very bright indeed um but yeah it was it was a great side as well i mean that that 99 india world cup kit Again, I think all the kits in the 99 World Cup were fantastic. I, I, that, that's the first kit that I actually got as a kid uh, was the 99 Cricket World Cup kit, the India one. Um, but I've got to say, uh, for me, I just there's something about the dark blue yeah. of India. So that, that kit, either the 92 World Cup or my actual personal favourite was the one which Sachin Tendulkar wore to score his double century against South Africa in 2009. Uh, that kind of dark blue kit with the Sahara sponsor on it and the Indian flag colours uh, running down the side as well. I, I thought that was my favourite of all time. Um, and I, I just like the dark blue for some reason. I don't know why they don't bring the dark blue back. <laughs> I tell you what, what was really underrated was this uh, this away kit that India had for the 2019 World Cup. I thought that was yes. quite a smart kit, actually. I really like the look of that one. Um, as well, it was yeah with the it orange. Was, again, it was pretty bright at the back. The, the orange, um, the the front of it was pretty much dark blue. Again, you know, uh, personal favourite of mine when it comes to India kits. And then yeah, the orange on the back, and um, yeah, I, I you know it was it was certainly a great kit. It sold out in a matter of minutes, didn't it? I mean, uh, I, I can't remember if you were at Edgbaston with me during that match, um, but I was certainly there, and uh, I remember the queues outside the shop hours before it opened and then within minutes 
Uh, I think they had like three or four hundred replicas of those to sell, and they were just gone. And they weren't and they were cheap. All like 60, 70 yeah. quid each. They weren't cheap. Yeah, they were very expensive kits, and it just shows there's a lot of them. Like, I mean, I can tell you, I have something like 15 different Pakistan cricket shirts, mostly official. Some, some, some are unofficial. Uh, but I, I, you know, I have, I have a bunch of these kits, and like, you know, every every year when I sort of do a little clear out and put some bags together for charity clothing, the cricket kits always survive. They never go anywhere because people have this huge nostalgic connection with these kits you remember playing in them you remember your team playing in them it's a huge part of it it's something that became more and more prominent uh in the late 90s and the early noughties absolutely and do you know one thing atif uh that I've always struggled with is is to get my hands on an India test match shirt, you know, one that I can actually use while I'm playing in my club cricket match or certainly when I used to play a lot of club cricket when I was younger. And I managed to get my hands on one. Um, it, was, it was just before Nike became the India sponsors. So they don't actually sell the test replica kits for some weird reason. Um, but just before that, the, the one with the Sahara sponsor on again, um, other airlines are available, of course. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I managed to get my hands on one of those through through a cricket these random cricket magazines which sell kits and and pads and bats and things like that. And they just happen to be selling India Test match shirts, official ones. Um, so I've still got that. It's a few sizes too small for me at the moment. But uh, yeah, uh, certainly that that's one thing that I always found you know a, a challenge trying to find a Test match kit for India. I mean, it was a little bit easier with Pakistan. I remember they were a little bit more freely available. Um, but I suppose, like you say, there there is a a market out there for for unofficial ones. Certainly, there is. There's so much affinity for kids. Like as I say, nobody ever puts them away. They always keep them. Even so many players that I've spoken to, they keep all of these beautiful kits handy. Sometimes they'll donate them to charity. And two men who've played in a lot of different kits for India and Pakistan are former seamer Ashish Nera and former all rounder Azhar Mahmood. And we're delighted to be joined by them this week for our look at the late 1990s into the 2000s. Ashish, Azar, you're both on the line with me and Atif Nawaz, my colleague as well. So if you all just want to say hi to each other first. Hi, guys. Hi, hi, how are you? Hi, Ashish. Azubai, All good. That's all well. All good. Thank you. <laughs> so, guys, wonderful to have you both on with us. Uh, Azar, let's just start with you. Let's go down memory lane a little bit and uh, back to 1996 and your international debut for Pakistan against India in Toronto. Firstly, how was it making your debut against your fiercest rivals, not in India or Pakistan, but on neutral ground in Toronto? Oh, it was a great feeling. Uh, to be honest, it was a proud moment for me and my entire family. And especially when you debut against India, it's the biggest rivalry between two nations. And playing against India, it was always a fun and uh, to be honest, on that particular day, I was more nervous inside my dressing room than playing against India because I seen these heroes, you know, I grew up watching Vaseem Akram, Vakar, Yunus, all these guys in the same dressing room. I was more nervous inside the dressing room than playing against India. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, just just to be teammates with guys who you've idolized uh, over the years, who, you know, some of whom you've seen uh, win a World Cup and things like that. It, it must have been uh, quite daunting for you, not only to be playing in a dressing room full of those guys, but then on the Indian side, I'm sure you looked up to a lot of those guys as well. Oh, there, there was a great team at that time and I played against Sachin uh, and Dravid before in 95 A Tour. But, you know, Sachin was a big name and uh, Azruddin, Jadeja, they're full of, full of stars at that time. You know, you you want to do well against India, as I, I'm sure Ashish wanted to do the same thing uh, for his side. But it, it was a great rivalry and we always love uh, playing each other. And we, we are good friends off the field. Absolutely. And uh, then following that, uh, Azza, you went on to make your test debut the year after against South Africa uh, in 1997. And, and what a start you got off to. Yes, it was. You know, we are talking here about matches against India. But just to put it all into context, your test debut, uh, you made 128 not out, 50 not out. And you took a couple of wickets in that match in Ralpindi. Did that match in particular give you the confidence to to say to yourself, I believe that I belong here now at the top level, because as you say, you were nervous in 96, but after a performance like that in a test match against a very tough side, it must have given you a great boost. Yeah, it it gave me a great boost because everybody knows about my bowling at that time and batting at number eight and on a debut game, getting 100 against 
top bowling lineup likes of Kluzner and Donald and all these guys and getting 100 is it was a great achievement and I had a world record with Mushi as well on the last wicket at that time definitely give me boost but you know I struggle after after my debut got dropped a couple of time it happened in Pakistan and uh, before you know Sahara Cup 1996 Sahara Cup was my debut and then I played against Sahara Cup I got selected against and up from from there second Sahara Cup you know my career one day career was established and then uh, become a test player and then from there onwards you know I, I was I was going up and up and it was a great feeling you know sharing the dressing with the greats like so Vasim Bakar and learn a lot from them and uh, you know playing in that era with those greats it's uh, always a pleasure to do that. And Ashish, you at this particular time uh, were, were starting your domestic career, of course. Uh, you didn't make your test debut until 99, but you would have been watching a lot, a lot of these battles between India and Pakistan through the 90s in places like Toronto, like we've mentioned, in Sharjah, the, you know, the, the, the Silver Jubilee Independence Cup in Bangladesh, 1997, lots of tri-series taking place involving the sides as well. What were your feelings when, when you watched India play Pakistan? Uh, to be very honest, uh... I started watching cricket uh, like properly, if you ask me. You know, before that, I was one of those kids. I grew up in joint family, you know, like soccer, World Cup. You watch soccer, basketball coming on TV or NBA when you're watching or playing uh, basketball. But after 1992 World Cup, I will say, I started watching cricket a lot. And from 1992 till 99, till the time I made my debut, literally I was watching uh, any game India was playing or I would say any country were playing. Any, any game was coming on TV, I'll watch. But as far as India-Pakistan games concern, it was uh, always big games. You know, like like uh, Zubai just mentioned, 1996 Sahara, uh, Sahara Cup, uh, and after that Bangladesh on a few World Cup games. Unfortunately, in between those years or even now, India-Pakistan were not playing too much cricket, which uh, world always missed. You know, till today. So uh, it uh, it was a great uh, learning experience for me as a youngster. You know, you uh, you watch Vasim Akram bowl or you watch Wakar Yunus bowl. And you uh, watching uh, Sachin Tendulkar bat, Anil Kumble uh, bowling. So you learn a lot. So for me, it was no different as a kid. I learned a lot uh, for those games. And later on, I got lucky that I did manage to play for India and uh, played a lot uh, against Pakistan. Absolutely. And I think one of the matches that may have inspired you, uh, we'll go back to that Silver Jubilee Independence Cup in Bangladesh in 1997. Uh, India, Pakistan and Bangladesh, of course, playing in that tournament. India and Pakistan involved in the series of finals. It was three finals uh, which they played in total and it was one all going into that final match. Uh, Azar, you'll know all this very well because uh, you were involved in this particular one. And it's a match that's talked about for you know it's been talked about through the generations so certainly since uh, since it happened i mean i remember talking to my pakistani friends about this all the time and saying that you know do you remember when india chased down 315 to win that deciding final and let's put it into context guys 315 inside 48 overs it was a 48 over game as well in 1997 it's like chasing 420 430 in this modern day and age it is an absolutely huge total for those times and India eventually got to their target Saurav Ganguly 124 Robin Singh 82 Sachin with a quick uh, 41 off 26 balls as well as a firstly it must have been a hugely frustrating match for you and the rest of the bowlers. Oh, yeah, it was a frustrating match for us. I think uh, Vasim and Wakar was not there in that game, but uh, myself and Aki was there. I remember uh, Sachin hitting me four fours in a row in one hour. So one of the days, you know, when he's, he's swinging from the hip and he he had a great start and then sort of end up getting 100 and something i can't remember exactly but there was a good good game but uh, it was a batting track and uh, they played really well the our bowling were awful on that day and uh, they had they managed to get uh, 350 on especially when you mention it's very difficult at that time to teams to get to that much total chase especially chasing down and they played really well and uh, they beat us yeah and ashish uh, that match as i say it was talked about a lot 
certainly where I was in the UK among Indian cricket fans, uh, it, it must have been the same in India, right? That was one of the classic matches of that era, which people talked about for a good number of years. Oh yeah, there's no doubt about that. And uh, rightly you mentioned uh, earlier that, you know, chasing 3-1-5, those days they're like chasing 4-1-5 four, four, or I would say 4-50. Uh, I still remember Rishikesh Kanitkar hitting that shot. And uh, he he was a big hero in India. So, I mean, uh, those kind of games, you know, uh, you will remember for uh, years and years. And uh, in those kind of games, there have been carriers made and uh, carriers destroyed, to be very honest. Absolutely. I was lucky enough, you know, after getting hit by a section <laughs> four, fourth in a row. <laughs> I was still playing after yeah, that. Yeah, and see, see, <laughs> see scoring 3-1-5, chasing those days and... Uh, that, that Pakistan team, even if there was no Vaseem Akram, no Vakar Yunus, you have uh, Azhar Mahmood, you have Akib Javidan, I mean, that's a uh, list is endless and that's uh, always in every era, that's the case. And uh, it, it was great fun as a youngster to watch these kind of games and it was a morale booster to be very honest. You know, uh, that year, if I'm not wrong, it was my first uh, first year of first uh, first class cricket. So, uh, those games, you learn a lot. You were to make your test debut, Ashish, uh, just shortly after the year after that. Um, were you ever sort of eyeing up the 1999 World Cup and, and trying to force a place in that particular squad? Or did you feel it was perhaps too early in your career to be thinking about those things? Uh, to be very honest, you know, when uh, I got selected for test match first time in 1999 February against uh, Sri Lanka for Asian Test Championship, I still remember when, uh, you know, uh, that time I didn't have no mobile phone or anything. So, I had a landline in my house and some media guy called and my father picked it up. And uh, that's how I got the information. So, I had to be very honest, I put the phone down. I thought somebody's joking with me. So, you, <laughs> so, so I thought somebody lying to me and that I am telling you, uh, January to uh, 99 and World Cup was just after that in 3-4 months. So, uh, I mean, looking back, yes, it would have been early, but uh, that time I was uh, part of those 20 people, you know, in the World Cup, 14 or 15 people went, but we were like yeah. 4, four or 5 uh, missed out. You can say stand by, like it was Habajan Singh, Virinda Sevag, myself, Vinod Kamli. And uh, I had some, as always, like, you know, everybody knows I had uh, so many injuries in my career. That time also I had a side strain and I couldn't play a few domestic games. Otherwise, who knows, I would have been in England also for 99. But uh, no regrets as after that I did manage to play a few World Cups and I did manage to play for long for India. So all, all, all in all, it was a great journey for me. Absolutely. I mean, those five names you mentioned there, that would be a hell of a five-a-side team uh, if they were to, to play together uh, in, in any era, really. Uh, Azar, you, of course, uh, were part of that famous uh, Pakistan squad in 1999. And that was some squad that you had there. I mean, you had the likes of Wakar Yunis sitting on the bench in that World Cup for most of it as well. What was it like to be a part of that side? Was that the best side that you've ever played with? Oh, definitely a best side I ever uh, played with. And I think our journey started from uh, especially Indian tour when we went to India after a long time and uh, it, there was a test series and then uh, uh, I think it's a uh, Pepsi or I think a Pepsi trophy, uh, Tri-Nation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was, uh, I think, the best uh, series we uh, was involved in India-Pakistan series because uh, I remember we played, uh, won the first test match in Chennai and then India won when when Anil Kumble got ten wickets in Delhi, and the final was in the Kolkata, and that was the best feeling. Our journey basically start that team. Wasim Akram become a captain before this, and from there on, you know, uh, we had a great series uh, in India. Then we went at Sharjah. We beat India in Sharjah. We beat India in final, where my best figure was five for thirty-eight. Uh, playing in that Bangalore final and then the World Cup itself, you know, like from you can see the bench strength of our team at that time, you know, Salim Malik was on bench, Mushtaq Ahmed, Wakar Yunus and sometime uh, Shahid Afridi was on the bench. So it was a great team, great atmosphere. I think we played our best cricket in those two years. Now, so it's, it's fascinating you talk about that time because Pakistan were kind of generally dominating India in different matches, different formats all over the place. But, and they were doing so well in that 99 World Cup, but it couldn't be India. And as you know, there's a long running stat about India and India versus Pakistan matches where India keep beating Pakistan. And you know, you were part of that one match in 99. 
Talk me through what it was like in terms of atmosphere, in terms of pressure in 1999 when Pakistan played India in the World Cup. Uh, India always to, uh, always managed to get win in the World Cup stages against Pakistan because it was uh, too much pressure, expectation from the both nation. You know, you don't want to lose that. And we were cruising that game. Uh, I remember playing in Manchester, Old Trafford, and we were cruising that game. And suddenly we lost a couple of wickets and puts ourselves in under pressure and India won the game from there. That's up in the air, fielder coming underneath it, taken straight to Kumla in the deep. India have won the match by 48 runs. A great win by India, played much more positive cricket than Pakistan, won the toss, batted and Pakistan, I'm afraid, seems still hungover from the loss to South Africa and have suffered a demoralizing defeat against India. A tremendous performance by Venkatesh Prasad in this game. Five wickets for him. It was it was it was a great experience. You know, ne there is never a dull moment in India-Pakistan game, whether you played a World Cup game or you played a friendly game. So it's always a great fun, and you know, it's more exciting playing against each other. Is I think we should be playing more and more cricket together. So obviously that defeat in '99, disappointing for Pakistan. Ashish Nehra would have been uh, at home, up and down, uh, jumping around when Venkatesh Prasad <laughs> took those five wickets. Uh, I'm sure. Um, and then to 2003, where both of you were involved uh, in your squads there. Um, and Ashish, uh, you played in that match uh, against Pakistan. Firstly, what an atmosphere that was at Centurion. I mean, just I, I was there watching it on TV as a young kid. And uh, to me, I've, I've never seen a stadium as tense and as loud as that uh, in all my cricketing days. Uh, just tell us how the atmosphere was at Centurion that day. See, when you talk about India-Pakistan game, it's in Centurion, it's in Old Trafford, it's in uh, Karachi, Lahore or Bombay or wherever it is. It's always electric and uh, great atmosphere. You know, like uh, a whole world uh, watch these kind of games. They wait for these kind of games. And on top of that, you're talking about World Cup. I mean, to be very honest, it was my first game against Pakistan. Uh, in 2001 and 2002, we were not playing uh, bilateral series. In, uh, I still remember 2002 Sri Lanka, there was a Champions Trophy, but uh, unfortunately, we didn't play against Pakistan. Uh, so, uh, it was a great game. It was last game for Wasim Akram and Wakar Yunus, if I'm not wrong. You know, and uh, for me, it was a great learning and great, great experience, great atmosphere. And, you know, when India-Pakistan, wherever they play, not only in India or in Pakistan, if India-Pakistan playing a game in England or in Australia or in South Africa, it's always houseful, you know, and people are queuing outside the ground for days and days to get tickets, but they don't. So, uh, I've been privileged to be in, uh, to get involved in these kind of games. I clearly remember that game. It wasn't uh, that great a game for me particularly, but uh, the way Sachin Tendulkar batted, and uh, took the game away from Pakistan. I remember you bowled well, uh, Vashish. You got Saeed Edward and you got Abdul Radak in that game. I remember that game very clearly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I was. I mean, to be, I, I'm just saying. I'm just saying for public or for maybe for the media stat, stats wise. Uh, you know, like I, I gave uh, some 70 runs and all that. Few edges here and there. And uh, I mean, to be uh, that time, the... uh, I used to just come, run, and bowl. I had no no idea about bowling and no idea about the pressure. Or you know, when you are young, you don't feel that much pressure. You just enjoy the yeah. moment. But uh, when there are more expectation from you, and once you played one or two World Cups, and then there are more like I felt more pressure playing against Pakistan uh, in 2011 World Cup semi-final rather than. Uh, before that, whenever I played against Pakistan, you know, that time, you know, you're a senior player, you're playing at home, World Cup semi-final. So that game in Mohali was much more pressure than any game I played against Pakistan before. Ashish, back to 2003, uh, you know, as I mentions there that you took those couple of wickets, Saeed Anwar, of course, a fantastic century from him to set things up for Pakistan. Yeah. I mean, it was a tough day for the bowlers all around. I mean, Shoabakta conceded over 70 runs. Uh, Wakar Yunus conceded 70 runs in about seven overs or something like that. So, uh, you know, it was a tough day for the bowlers all around, wasn't it? I mean, it was it was a, you know, a very, a very decent score in those days, 270 odd uh, for both sides. Uh, obviously, a lot of tension for India chasing and, you know, Sachin with that uh, 98 of 75 and then uh, Yuvraj and Dravid finishing things off at the end as well. But, uh, you know, it was it was a fabulous uh, occasion uh, for, for, for the cricketing world, wasn't it? Just to see that many runs scored and, and to see, you know, ultimately uh, 
uh, India with uh, yet another victory on the cards in a World Cup. Oh yeah, there's no doubt about it. You know, chasing uh, 275 or 74 against that bowling lineup, especially. You know, you're talking about Basim, Bakar, Shoaib Akhtar. Abdullah, you can, you let me tell, uh, let me put it that way that Azhar Mahmood was warming up the bench. So you can imagine, I'm, see, there's no no disrespect to Pakistan team right now. That there's like uh, now after Misbahullah taking over, Mushi is there, Azubai worked with them. I'm sure in months to come, years to come, they will be back again where they were. But that time, you know, that team, like somebody like Azhar Mahmood uh, warming the bench up, or even when you talk about 99, you know, Bakar uh, sitting out, Salim Malik sitting out. So those 10, 12 years, was he, uh, Pakistan team uh, was on uh, some different level, you know, like they. They can, they could beat any team on their uh, good day. There's no doubt about it. Azar, were you glad to be on the bench that day? No, <laughs> actually, I wasn't on the bench that day. I was officially on the bench, but you know, like whenever Sayyid Anwar got hundred, I end up fielding. I filled it <laughs> full fifty. Of, yes. I, I think they chased down in 40, 40 overs. Or oh, you know, Sachin was uh, fl- uh, had a massive start. You know, he. Uh, I think they were hundred. Was hundred in after nine over or something like that. So Sachin went uh, ballistic that day, and uh, I remember that shot he played against uh, Shweb Akhtar. It was ninety six mile an hour, and he just managed to get uh, over point for six. And he goes after that one, and it's six. Shweb Akhtar fast and furious, allowing uh, the batsman that bit and Sachin Talunka has cashed in on it big time. That's gone away in a flash. That is cricket at its best. So that was some remarkable innings. And towards the end, uh, UV played really a crucial role yeah. to get 50-odd. So it, it's you can you can see from the body language what Shweb Akhtar was in that day. And he went, ended up getting 70-odd runs in that game. Because he was nervous, he couldn't handle the pressure. And uh, when uh, I think when Vakar said, you taking the new ball, so I, I was standing... In the slip, and you can see Shweb Akhtar wasn't the Shweb Akhtar we normally see. So he was under so much pressure. And if you see the first few over when he bowled, he was under so much pressure. And when he come back, when he got Sachin Tendulkar out, that was too late. So yeah, those were the game. You know, you if you can't ha- handle the pressure, you will be on a losing side more often than not. Trouble has he put it away? Yes, he has. That's it. India have done it. To finish things, the crowd here at Supersport Park, Centurion are going absolutely berserk. What a terrific performance by India. Rahul Dravid, a very sensible knock from him. Absolutely, and uh, you know, after that difficult time, it was great to see Pakistan and India start playing each other again, uh, you know, with the bilateral tours, which started again in 2004 and 2005. Um, Ashish, it was your first time touring uh, Pakistan in 2004. What was it like for you visiting Pakistan for the very first time? Uh, it was one of the best experiences. I mean, you know, it was one of the best tours of my life. Uh, there's no doubt about it. The kind of uh, warmth we got and the kind of, uh, you know, uh, great. it was a great feeling. You know, the way people were on the street, I still remember in Lahore, there were few Indian people I, I, I don't, I, I don't know the right number, but I think there were like five, seven hundred people. Only that meant that many people got the visa, and I could see Indian flag in Lahore. And you know, they are just on the road, roaming around and eating, and people are not even charging them. You know, it, it, it was that a friendship tour. So no, I, I never experienced any, anything like that in any other country. You know, like when you go to England, when you go to Australia, South Africa, Sri Lanka, all those, those tours are great. All those people are lovely people. But the kind of hospitality Pakistani people showed on that particular tour, it was just, uh, you know, hands down to that crowd. It, it, it was an ama- amazing, amazing tour. And the first test, Ashish, was fantastic from an Indian point of view. Um, you know, Sewag hitting 309, Sachin Tendulkar 194, India winning by an innings. I mean, could you have ever imagined uh, when you set foot in Pakistan that uh, the tour was going to get off to such a positive start? Yeah, I mean, see, uh, if I'm not wrong, we, uh, we played first one-day game in Karachi, which was a 350-run game. I bought the last over, I still remember. And uh, we won, India won first game and it was two all. Then India won last game in Lahore. I got my uh, finger injury of webbing split after third game in Rawalpindi and followed by that amazing test series. You know, you just rightly mentioned Virinda Sehwag scoring 300 and Sachin scoring 180, 190. And then Pakistan bounced back, you know, like one all. 
and then going in uh, the final test one all so you can't ask anything better than that and going into the final test one all ashish what, what what do india do when they're away to pakistan the series is tied at one all there's a big deciding game coming up they unleash their secret weapon ashish nera again and they win the third test yeah i i still remember you know i got a webbing split and then i was back in delhi for two weeks and then i joined the team again you know those there was there were flights and delhi lahore was like uh, 45 50 minutes flight delhi bombay is hour and a half but delhi lahore is 45 minutes so that close lahore is from delhi so i was doing up and down and uh, i played the final test match again proud moment not easy you know that's uh, i mean it's never easy to win a test series when you go outside uh, your country there is no doubt about it and uh, there was pressure on india as well as on pakistan so the way rahul dravid batted in that particular test match uh, it was amazing you know when you talk about a guy like rahul dravid whenever india had famous victories outside india you will always see this name there it is wonderful innings a fantastic innings only the third indian to score a double century against pakistan from the seaway cuz he went on to get 300 as well backward and now dravid you talk about adelaide you talk about uh, sydney you talk about in south africa you talk about rahul pindi so it was a big win for india i mean going after so many years uh, like i just said both not only india both the teams were under pressure and people see in the end people did manage to see wonderful uh, series or a wonderful game of cricket there's no doubt about it Azhar, when the when the Indian team was touring Pakistan, and I know you weren't uh, involved in the ODIs in '04, but you were you were there. You were part of the team. You were part of the, the squad. The culture. Is there like uh, an extra set expectation you put on yourself to to you know make sure the Indian uh, team, the visiting team, has a good time with the hospitality? Uh, I know there's a lovely story about um, Javed Miyadad inviting the Indian team to the, his house for dinner. um but like is there an additional kind of you know duty of hospitality that the pakistanis take when the indians visit no we are really good friend off the field you know whenever we go like i remember when i went to india first time in 1997 i played only three, two or three games we were in hyderabad i went out for a shopping with mohammad wasim and we went to one shop and come back and the whole crowd was there you know the 4 500 people were Uh, road were blocked and everything no one knew at that time maybe my next door neighbor don't know my name but in india the people <laughs> love you and they respect you the hospitality was great whenever we go to india as the same vice versa you know people because it's end of the day it's a game and you know people know because it there one time you know there was one country and we we belong from there my grandfather from Am- amritsar and lot of you know people from maybe ashish family living in pakistan or vice versa so it's a lot of love and sports to play your follow players and it, it, we had a great time whenever we tour india and uh, must be uh, they these guys have been well looked after when they were in pakistan so i, I wasn't part of that time because I, i don't know about those series because you know i was so disappointed when i was my test debut finished in 2001 and my I was dropped after the World Cup. Didn't play any single game, so I I was disappointed. I didn't watch any cricket for two years for Pakistan cricket. Even Pakistan was playing. I was so disappointed at that time. But you know, uh, you, I've been playing for Pakistan for such a long time, and then you know, as I, I, I thought, okay, let me go and play somewhere else, and then, but you know, they have they must be have a great time, and it was a great series. You know, I I, I follow the scorecard here and there, but it was a great series. Absolutely and then uh, India returned the favor of hosting Pakistan a year later in 2005 uh, Ashish you were uh, you're part of the one day series there again uh, Pakistan uh, doing well this time around uh, winning that one uh, but in the second ODI Ashish uh, you you pulled it back for India very well uh, you took took four wickets uh, was that was that one of your best performances against Pakistan do you feel uh, no I mean again like uh, stat wise stats wise yes I uh, I picked four wickets but uh, i am sure i must have picked uh, three or four wickets against pakistan somewhere else also but it was it, it was a great series you know let's again uh beating india at home uh, not easy especially uh, you know the kind of team we had that time and uh, mind you we won first two games you know i still remember first game was in uh, first game was in kochi and if i'm not wrong second game was in uh, visakhapatnam and after that 
losing four games in a row last game was in delhi uh, not easy for any team but pakistan did that so you know the, that that's the kind of team pakistan had that time you know uh, you have batsmen like inzam ulhaq uh, mohammad yusuf yunus khan and abdul razak so they also had a great team and coming back i mean see when there's a five or six game series and you are two nil down even you you are playing at home you are playing away you are playing against a weak team or a strong team it, it's not easy but pakistan showed character there and uh, again uh, it was a great fun series although i mean we were very disappointed winning first two games and then losing last four but again there was a learning in it and uh, i still miss watching india pakistan in bilateral series uh, and hopefully in future when things are good and i mean this is not something which uh, me or azubai can take the decision it's a political thing or a government thing so hopefully things are better and people will uh, will be able to see again great series like india pakistan no i remember that series you know pakistan were two down and then uh, razak had a couple of great games and yunus khan doing really well in test match cricket it was it was great to watch you know india pakistan when especially when you go away from home and you do two down and then end up winning the series for two that was amazing that was amazing and uh, i think inzi was ca- captain at that time so it was a great yeah yeah, yeah. and i think kamran akmal got a couple of uh, couple of hundreds in that series one of shai shai afridi got a really uh, after 1996 then shai afridi got a 100 like you know after 8 9 years in i think in some 39 or 40 balls in kanpur yeah no it's a, it was an extraordinary uh, innings as well that was 102 of 46 that shai afridi got in that fifth match and you know i've got yeah. to ask you actually because it was a, it's an incredible series and what a comeback from pakistan to win 4-2 as you say azhar but something quite bizarre happened in the first match of that series and i know ashish you were part of the squad so i've got to ask you uh india scored 281 runs in their 50 overs and arshad khan uh took four wickets for for pakistan sehwag got 108 for india but some like a very unusual name popped up on the bowling school card for india with sachin tendulkar taking five wickets for 50 <laughs> runs yeah, yeah. How bizarre was it to watch Sachin Tendulkar take? You know, we've seen him break records with the bat, but with the ball, a five-wicket haul, it must have been quite unusual. I mean, it is unusual, but don't underestimate Sachin Tendulkar when it comes to bowling. You know, like uh, later half of his career, maybe he didn't bowl much, but he was somebody who was because you know, I, I don't need to mention his mind to anyone because uh, you cannot score that many runs if you don't understand the game, and you know, doesn't matter how much skill you have. But when it comes to bowling, he used to use his mind a lot. and he was a very skillful bowler and uh, mind you he used to work a lot on these things in the nets it's not just one of those days but sachin tendulkar picked up five wickets against australia also in a one day game if i'm not wrong and uh, he has picked up more than and he has picked up more than 150 one day wickets and he was a very very handy uh, i would say bowler i would not say i would such not say a fast bowler or a spinner because whenever uh, whatever needed if you need a off spinner sachin tendulkar was available if you need a leg spinner sachin tendulkar was yeah. available if you want a fast bowler the only thing left was left arm spin for sachin tendulkar <laughs> no no that's that's true we we seen him we seen him such a bowling leg spin whenever they needed you know like we remember you know two two of our opener amit swail and saidan were partnership going on and such a start bowling off spin and then suddenly you know he's bowling leg spin and he was he was very accurate as well he was not just like a part timer but he didn't bowl enough but he was a good enough bowler to get five wickets and you know that one day series of course uh, you know ended with that victory for pakistan a famous victory uh, in the history of the bilateral series between the two uh, in india of course a big moment for them and the test series as well uh, you mentioned it briefly there uh, azhar about yunus khan uh, getting a lot of runs in that test series and just like ashish mentioned whenever you look at indian victories abroad famous test victories abroad rahul dravid is one of the main names that always crops up and that 270 he got in the final test of that 04 series in pakistan really set that victory up for india yunus khan is the same for pakistan isn't he i mean he's done it all over the world he always seems to score those big runs uh, in those famous victories for pakistan overseas and and in different countries even in within the subcontinent you've played with him you've seen him a lot over the years just how good was yunus khan and how underrated is he Uh, he was i think one of the best i never seen uh, such a determined people you know like he was from the day one his work ethic was the same you know like his routine in the morning was always the same because i got to work with him when he's uh, had a last test 
debut. So I saw him when he got a debut and when he played the last test match, when he got 10,000 runs, his routine was same, his mindset was same, and he's so hardworking. Nicely played for a boundary. That's his 150. Third score of 150. Came off a brilliant stroke. You never see Yunus Khan, uh, you know, uh, you always see Yunus Khan smiling. Either he got 100 or 200 or 300 or not. You always see Yunus Khan. He was a great uh, ambassador for the game for Pakistan. And he, he every time team needed, he got a lot of runs, especially against Sri Lanka and India, against spin bowling. So he was one of the best players against spin bowling. Yeah, he did really, really well on uh, Pakistan's uh, uh, series against India when India toured in 05-06. You know, piled on the runs. He scored 553 runs uh, in that test series. Uh, it's only a three-test series as well. With uh, he, didn't, he didn't quite get the double 100, but he got 199 as well. I mean, watching that uh, at the time, um, as a, well, how heartbreaking was it to see a player of that class just... Just fall short of the double century by one run. Yeah, it is disappointing to see, you know, when you work so hard to get to that mark and, you know, achieving that, it's disappointing. But if you see, if you remember that, uh, Yunus Khan was smiling when he got out. You never see anything on his face, you know. Uh, he always happy what he, he got. So that's, it's a great thing to have as a player when you... When you're successful, you stay the same. You stay the stay humble, and end of the day, you have to say thanks God for doing uh, giving me th that opportunity to get to 199. See, to be very honest, playing against uh, somebody like Yunus Khan, you know, like he was one of those guys. You can clearly see that he's always giving more than 100 percent. You know, like uh, and uh, Azubai just mentioned his work ethics. You know, uh, he he was a real he was really hardworking guy. Uh, maybe he didn't have skills like somebody like uh, Inzamamul Haq or Javed Niyadad or Saeed Anwar or Zahir Abbas Saab or Mohammed Yusuf. But it's not always about skills. In the end, it's uh, all down to hard work. And, you know, you clearly see he played uh, at the age of 41, 42, captain Pakistan for so long and scoring 10,000 runs is no joke. Yeah, yeah, Hashish, uh, um, I absolutely agree with you what you're saying. You know, like you see, you... I think if you compare, compare Muhammad Yusuf to Yunus Khan as a talent and a class, you know, Yusuf, whenever he played, he looks really good, classy. But Yunus was never looked like a classy player. But, you know, he has a habit to get big runs and he always works hard because that's why he, he's the only one guy who got 10,000 runs. The other won't. Indeed, yeah. I mean, absolutely fantastic servant for Pakistan cricket. And uh, as Atif said, you know, piling on the runs uh, against India in particular uh, in those series uh, in the mid 2000s. Uh, so 06, again, uh, India touring Pakistan. And, you know, it, it was uh, another closely contested uh, test series uh, in the end. Uh, Pakistan winning 1-0 in that three-match series. Uh, there was, of course, that, that famous uh, first test of the series where India's uh, openers, Verinder Sehwag and Rahul Dravi, put on 400 Odd for the first wicket, uh, a bit of a batsman's paradise, uh, that one. Probably a slightly uh, unfair wicket on the bowlers. Uh, but Pakistan eventually winning that Test Series 1-0. Uh, India, though, in ODI cricket, really showing their class and their force. And with the emergence of MS Dhoni and the likes of Yuvraj Singh and Suresh Raina, you know, finishing games off for fun, it really was uh, sort of the turning point, I suppose, for India building this new ODI side, which was eventually to win the World Cup in a few years' time. Ashish, do you remember sort of you, you were in and out of the setup during those times, uh, didn't play in that particular series, but do you remember the thought process behind putting that squad of players together? Yeah, I remember, to be very honest, uh, I was playing till 2005, September, if I'm not wrong. I had a back injury in uh, Zimbabwe and after that I didn't play. But I clearly remember that series. I didn't watch much because I was doing my rehab in Australia. But uh, I was watching here and there highlights and uh, reading the scorecard and all that. And you just uh, mentioned two names, Yuvraj Singh and MS Dhoni. You know, batting at that number, number five and six and... You know, you're four down uh, on whatever. And then you need 10 over 75, 10 over 80. Not easy. But these two guys, before that, I would say, you know, like I'm sure there were people be before that also. And uh, any sport, you know, cricket is no different. You know, every team is moving forward. And India was also moving forward. Before that, those kind of jobs, I've only seen guys like Ajay Jadeja and Robin Singh uh, to do. 
you know, and uh, after that, MS Dhoni and Yuvraj Singh, what they did for India was uh, no joke, you know. Uh, and this is one of the only series because here we are discussing only India-Pakistan games, but they were doing regularly these kind of things. Batting at 5 UV or batting at 6 uh, sometimes and other way around MS batting 5-6 lefty-righty combination. But they were doing this thing, I would say, started in 2005-06 until 2011. So, good five years they were doing, you know, in cricket sometimes we call it, they were doing the dirty job. You either, either you are a hero and sometimes when you don't finish the game, you are at the crease, then uh, people question you that, you know, MS Dhoni was there or Yuvraj Singh was there, but still game was not finished. But with these two guys, very, very, very rare that happened because they were class apart in, on that particular number. That time as well, I was talking about building that particular ODI side with, with the finishers in there of the likes of Dhoni, Yuvraj, uh, Suresh Raina was coming into the side yeah. at that point as well. Um, the bowlers as well. I mean, it was a big change in uh, sort of the, the landscape of Indian bowling because Javagal Srinath had retired after the 2003 World Cup. I mean, how difficult was it to replace Javagal Srinath? Can you replace Javagal Srinath? How, how good a player was he and how much extra uh, work did, did you as, as a bowling unit have to do to kind of make up for the class of somebody like that missing? See, I mean, to be very honest, as a youngster, you don't... Uh... You don't look to make up anyone, even if you have a guy who's not doing well, and even if you have a guy who has picked up 400 wickets or 500 wickets. As a new guy, you always try to do your best. And there's no doubt about it that Javagal Shirnath uh, led the attack for good 10 years, and uh, whatever he has done for India, everybody knew. I mean, I have seen one of the quickest Indian bowler, Javagal Shirnath. But after that, you know, uh, especially after 2008, I would say IPL came, India had too many India A tours and all that. Then you have more and more players coming, more and more fast bowlers coming. That time, me being, me being injured and Zaheer Khan was also struggling with his form and fitness. But that time, Irfan Pathan, R.P. Singh, Shirishan, they were very skillful bowlers. So, they did the job. So, from there on, I'll be very honest with you. Uh, Greg Chappell was coach that time and, uh, you know, India went to play 2007 World Cup and... Uh, there was a little bit of problems were going on for sure. But whatever India did in 2003-4-5 and after 2006-7, you could see the results. And then MS Dhoni became captain and the coach like Gary Custom came. So it was a work in progress. And uh, all these bowlers, like earlier I mentioned, they all were really, really talented bowlers and they got the results. Ashish Nehra and Azhar Mahmood there, and we'll have lots more from them next week as we continue our journey through the 2000s. But just two things I wanted to mention after hearing from them. Firstly, the early 2000s for India were all about Saurav Ganguly and his captaincy. He's held by many as the man who taught Indian cricket how to fight and to be tough, and that's taking nothing away from previous generations of Indian cricketers who did have wins themselves overseas in the 1970s and 80s in particular. But Ganguly was a different type of captain, I felt, and he, along with a generation of talented young players, really did change the face of Indian cricket, along with the experience uh, at hand uh, with the likes of Tendulkar, Dravid and Kumble, as well as Srinath in the side at that time as well. And I think that had a lot to do with uh, going to Pakistan and winning a Test Series for the first time in 2004, even though Ganguly was injured for part of that historic series. But I think it was just him and, and that sort of fire in his belly and those young players coming through the ranks that really helped India to achieve that feat. Absolutely. I mean, Ganguly was such a crucial figure for India in that transition because, you know, people kind of uh, assume it's MS Tony, it's Sachin Tendulkar, but that transition of Indian cricket really started with uh, Saurav Ganguly and his kind of inspirational captaincy. They still call him Dada with great respect to this day. And, you know, the opposite was true of Pakistan at the time. They were coming to an end. The great players were coming to an end. People like Wasim Akram and Wakar Yunus walking away from international cricket uh, after long and esteemed careers but it, we really understood how much Pakistan leaned on them in their absences it's very difficult to pinpoint you know any Pakistani seamer that stuck around for any you know significant amount of time the batsmen you know they kind of continued for a bit longer you had Sayyid Anwar who was still around and Inzamam Haq who captained you know with patches of of good of great success but sadly for Pakistan not very often against India yeah I think it was the consistency which was the problem uh, particularly for Pakistan uh, across all formats in those sort of 2000s, especially the early 2000s into the mid uh, of that decade as well. And uh, the second thing I wanted to talk about was actually that 2006 series, which we did mention there uh, with Ashish Nera and Azam Mahmood. And that famous Irfan Patan hat-trick 
in the third test. Now, neither of those two, Nera or Mahmood, were involved. So uh, I thought it would be uh, more fitting, I suppose, for us, Atif, as fans who were watching at the time to talk about our memories of it. First of all, let's just listen back to how things unfolded in the first over of that Karachi test on the 29th of January, 2006. Edge and accepted. It's Rahul Javid who picks up a neat catch. And India are off the mark. Oh, close enough to call. I think it is close enough to call and he's gone. What a good delivery. Perfect line, swing, direction. And the result was a perfect uh, one for the left armor. The rocket of Yunus Khan with a lovely in-dipper. What will this ball be? second man to take a hat-trick in the first over of a test match it couldn't have begun better for India absolutely incredible you know as a Pakistan cricket fan I've seen many of my favorite bowlers take hat-tricks and you know even I can begrudgingly accept that was a phenomenal start to the test match it just kind of set the game on fire it was in Karachi Pakistan oddly enough did go on to win that test match but uh but you know it really had it really had everything that it started with a hat trick pakistan ended up winning there were centuries you know there was a there was a really grateful crowd in karachi to watch that game it was extraordinary but that is you know, when you, if you're compiling a montage of some of the greatest moments of india versus pakistan cricket that hat trick uh, certainly belongs in there. Absolutely. And uh, you, you can probably say that uh, with a lot more ease uh, because Pakistan did actually win that test match. And that's why, <laughs> for me, I mean, watching it, I was up and down on the sofa. I was loving it. I mean, first over of a test match to get a hat-trick against Pakistan in Pakistan as well. And the series was uh, level at that point. It was nil-nil going into that final test. I mean, it was a dreadful series up until that point. The first test match, uh, I think that was the one where um, Pakistan got about six, 700 and then India replied with like 450-odd for one, including that 400-odd partnership between uh, Dravid and Sewag at the top of the innings. It was just, there was nothing in it for the bowlers. It just wasn't competitive at all. And then for Irfan Patan to take that hat-trick, my emotions were all over the place. I, I thought that was it, that, you know, in India can't lose this test match now, surely. I mean, you know, they skittled out Pakistan for 245. Well, I say skittled out. I mean, they should have got a lot less than that, but a brilliant 100 from uh, Kamran Akmal uh, in that innings. And it proved to be really crucial in the state of the match as well, because India responded with, uh, I think, 238. And then Pakistan in their second innings, 599 for seven, I think it was declared off memory. And then they skittled India out and uh, went on to win the match and win the series. So, yeah, bittersweet moment for me, but certainly one of the iconic moments of India-Pakistan cricket. And, uh, yeah, it's just one of the things that uh, Irfan Patan is most fondly remembered for in India, despite the, the defeat in the Test match overall. Well, all wonderful memories. Uh, and as we said, Ashish Nehra and Azhar Mahmood will be back next week to look back at more classic moments from the late 2000s and into the 2010s as India became world champions for the second time, beating Pakistan on the way to the crown. Yep, do join us then. As always, you can send us your comments via social media. It's at Atif Nawaz and at Nikesh Rugani. Please also follow the Wisden Cricket and Wisden India Twitter feeds. Remember that the usual Wisden Weekly Cricket podcast drops again soon and we'll be back next week. Podcast Network.